Well, it's great to be in the house of the Lord this morning, gather with God's people, wonderful time in His presence. Isaiah 26, verse 4, trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. The TLV reads, trust in Adonai forever. For the Lord, Adonai, is a rock of ages. Jesus spoke in parables. And one story he told was that of men that built houses. Two men in their choice of sand or rock. We read in the book of Matthew chapter 7, Verses 24 to 27, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it fell. And great was its fall. We are all building in this life each and every one of us. And the wise would choose everlasting strength. A wise builder would choose a rock of ages. One that has stood the test of time and one that does not change. A rock foundation that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, trust in Adonai forever. For the Lord Adonai is a rock of ages. Each of us here today fall into one of two categories. A man or woman who built their house on the rock or a man or woman who built their house on the sand. Luke's account Luke 6, verses 46 to 49. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. 
each and every one of us is building. And we fall into one of two categories. We read from the message paraphrase, why are you so polite with me? Always saying, yes, sir, and that's right, sir, but never doing a thing I tell you. These words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundation words, words to build a life on. If you work the words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on bedrock. When the river burst its banks and crashed against the house, nothing could shake it. It was built to last. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a dumb carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. When the swollen river came crashing in, it collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. And I want to say something today. The Lord is not an add-on. And the Lord is not simply an addition to life, to better our life, to increase our standard of living in this life. His words and His commands and His precepts are not mere homeowner improvements. And the wise dig deep and build a life upon them. If we are here today in the house of the Lord and we've built upon another foundation, simply built on the earth, been building on sand. If we are here today and what we've built has been founded on anything other than the rock of ages, our only hope is to dig deep, take our dwelling and fit it to the rock. Please hear these words today. We consider the Lord's commandments to be something burdensome, restricting to our personal freedom. And rather than embracing His words to us, we look for ways to escape them. We distort God's grace by making it out to be some kind of tunnel out of the prison of His law. But grace is actually a teacher of holiness. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Titus 2, verses 11 and 12. The man on the rock embraces and joyfully fulfills the Lord's commands. He doesn't see God as someone with a belt in his hand, always ready to chastise him. No, he sees the Lord as one with arms outstretched to him, saying, Come to me and receive life, receive strength, I'll carry you through. God's Word shows us what it takes to build upon the rock. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. 
Beloved, you are not building on the rock if you need a preacher to thunder at you to obey God. If you need a set of do's and don'ts, you don't need a book of rules. You need a passionate love for Jesus. You need to be so in love with him that you know what pleases him. The more you love him, the easier it is to serve and obey him. You will no longer care what the world says about you. You can answer, I've heard from my father and I'm doing the good pleasure of his heart. When your heart is enraptured with Jesus, such obedience naturally flows. You won't have to constantly go before the Lord crying, Oh God, break the power of the devil over me. All those chains will begin to fall off as you get to know his heart. And then a question. Are you in love with Jesus? If your answer is yes, then I have several questions for you. How can you go throughout the week without spending time in his word? How can you not yearn to get alone with him in prayer? How can you not have a time of love talk with your Father, praising and worshiping Him, seeking to learn what pleases Him? These are foundational to obedience. Jesus tells us, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. John 14, 21. What an incredible promise, all based on obedience of love. Search the Gospels and get to know Jesus' words, as recorded in Matthew 5 to 7, beginning with the Sermon on the Mount. As you learn his words and do them, God's commandments are not grievous. They are not heavy. They are not a heavy burden laid upon us. On the contrary, obeying them becomes easier the more you grow to love him. That is building your house upon the rock. Then when the storm comes, you can stand unafraid. Nothing will move you because you are walking in loving, pleasing obedience to the Father. You know, as a child, I remember building in the sand. Under the deck in our backyard, we would form tunnels and waterways. And we would build castles. Hour upon hour of building that would wash away in seconds as water rushed across the landscape. You know, I really hope that nobody comes up with a video game where children build sandcastles rather than heading outdoors and really building sandcastles, but I wouldn't put it beyond this world to come up with something like that. Build on the rock. To the foolish, it's called foolishness. To the perishing, it's called foolishness. Listen to 1 Corinthians 1.18 for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. 
The J.B. Phillips New Testament reads, The preaching of the cross is, I know, nonsense to all those who are involved in this dying world. But to us who are being saved from that death, it is nothing less than the power of God. Two men built houses. We often take this parable of Jesus and create two categories. Christian wise, non-Christian foolish. However, there is application concerning Christian wise and Christian foolish. Two classes of Christians in these last days, the wise and the foolish, they built two different kinds of houses which people were living in when the storm hit. I want to share these words, these verses with you today. Deuteronomy 32, verses 15 to 18. But Jeshurun grew fat and kicked. You grew fat, you grew thick, you are obese. Then he forsook God who made him and scornfully esteemed the rock of his salvation. They provoked him to jealousy with foreign gods, with abominations, detestable acts. They provoked him to anger. They sacrificed to demons, not to God, to gods they did not know, to new gods, new arrivals that your fathers did not fear. Of the rock who begot you, you are unmindful and have forgotten the God who fathered you. And then verses 19 and 20, and when the Lord saw it, he spurned them. because of the provocation of his sons and his daughters. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end will be. For they are a perverse generation, children in whom is no faith. What a warning. Begotten of the rock, and now gone wayward. Sacrificing to demons and to gods they did not know. To new gods. New arrivals. Isn't it true this world keeps releasing new arrivals? New arrivals that their fathers did not fear. New arrivals that our fathers did not fear. Unmindful of the rock who begot them. And having forgotten the God who fathered them. Take heed how you build. Take heed how you build. What you build. And what you found it upon. 1 Corinthians 3. Verses 10 to 15 in the J.B. Phillips New Testament. I, like an architect who knows his job, by the grace God has given me, lay the foundation. Someone else builds upon it. I only say this. Let the builder be careful how he builds. The foundation is laid already and no one can lay another. 
for it is Jesus Christ himself. But any man who builds on the foundation using as his material gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble must know that each man's work will one day be shown for what it is. The day will show it plainly enough, for the day will arise in a blaze of fire, and that fire will prove the nature of each man's work. If the work that the man has built upon the foundation will stand the test, he will be rewarded. But if a man's work be destroyed under the test, he loses it all. He personally will be safe, though rather like a man rescued from a fire. You know, I ask today by the words of Psalm 1831, for who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? Rock of ages. Rock of ages. All the ages that have been and all the ages we might be for the young and the aged rock of ages for he is the ageless one so unchanging will you dig deep will you clear some earth away will you clear away surface things with every age comes its storms we know it's true. With every age, it's pressures and trials, it's tests improving. Our assurance and security come from being founded and grounded on the rock of ages. For our lives are but a vapor, and the rock will outlast us all. We all found our lives on something. And many choose the fleeting, shifting sands of time. Beware of the shifting sands of time. A weak founding is one that shifts, one that is ever vulnerable. Take heed how you build what you found upon. We live in a world full of people that think sand is rock and rock is sand. Though if I were to set the two in front of us today, every eye would see the truth. Why don't some dig deep and build on rock? It takes less effort to build on sand. Surface things. Building on rock requires toil. It requires effort, spiritual toil that, yeah, often shows up as natural toil. You know, things like Bible reading and going to church and curbing entertainment and shifty, shifting associations. Like ridding life of shifty things and the sandy foundations and the castles of sand that lure the eyes. For the Bible says, do not envy the wicked. No matter how extravagant it appears, if it isn't founded on the rock, it's a sandcastle. Only as good as its foundation. We're here today 
we understand. We know how easily a sandcastle is washed away. After all the effort, after all the time, it appears as if it were never there. No lasting mark. Like dust, so it has returned. Psalm 1831, for who is God except the Lord, and who is a rock except our God? Take heed how you build. Every generation needs to hear. Take heed how you build. What you build with, and what you found your life upon, for we're all building. The rock of ages. The rock of all ages. The rock for all ages. We may think we are holding the rock, and yet it's the rock that is holding us. It's the Lord that is holding us. When the storms come, when the trials and the pressures come, throughout all the ages we might live on this side of eternity. We used to sing a song, ascribe greatness to our God, the rock. His work is perfect and all his ways are just. A God of faithfulness without injustice, good and upright is he. Isaiah 26, 4, the TLV. Trust in Adonai forever. For the Lord Adonai is a rock of ages. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. I pray that we would see it that clearly. The foundation's already been laid. There's no other foundation that can be laid. Christ alone. We know it's true that we live in a world full of people that think sand is rock. And they offer us sand as a foundation. Build on this. It'll get you through. Build on this. It'll hold you. Keep you from being shaken. They think sand is rock. And I guess they think rock is sand. I guess they think the rock is sand. That they think building a life upon Christ is building a life upon sand. There's probably some twisted literature put out by the enemy that would take such a parable and reverse it. 
And it's true there is. Take heed how you build. Dig deep and lay the foundation on the rock. Will you choose today to be a wise builder? Now, for many of us, we've been building for years, building for decades. But if we haven't been building on the rock, the only hope is that we dig deep. We take our dwelling, we take all that we built, and we fit it to the rock. Not that we add the rock to our life. Do you understand what I'm saying? God is not an add-on. Christ is not an add-on. Homeowner improvements to our standard of living. His words are foundational words. Words not only to build a life on. But they're words that we should build a life on. And we each have the choice for each one who builds. The proof will be there at the end of what they founded their life on and what they built with. It may look good on this side of eternity, but that day will tell the tale. Dig deep and lay the foundation on the rock. Will you choose to be a wise builder? The reality is today, it is a choice. It's a choosing. Will you take Life, your everything, and found it on the rock. Will you serve no other foundation? Will you take him, the rock of ages, for all your ages? Listen, we need him for all our ages. As one wise said, the rock of ages is more important than the age of rocks. A room full of rocks today. How old are you? The rock of ages is more important than the age of rocks. We all need him. I'm so thankful as I see the children run to the children's class and being taken. Foundation laid. Building upon the rock. We know that they face storms. They're facing storms today. But if they're not built on the rock, it'll be a total ruin. So thankful for the youth, the young adults, and the adults in the house, even the aged rocks, eh? And they still realize, after all these years, that they need the Rock of Ages. Let's have the worship team return.
Ascribe greatness to our God, the rock. Never downplay the rock foundation. We need him. So I ask again, will you choose today to be a wise builder? How would you answer? Will you take life, your everything, and found it on the rock? Will you build upon no other foundation? Will you serve no other foundation? Will you take him, the rock of ages, for all your ages? We need him for all our ages. Come to him today. Surrender your life to him. Clear away some earth. Clear away some surface things. And if we are here and we haven't been building right, scornfully esteeming the rock of our salvation, having not being mindful of the God who fathered us, let us turn from our error and let us put away the forsaking and the provoking. Let's clear away the demons and the gods and the new gods and the new arrivals that our fathers did not fear. You know, we read Scriptures like this. And what do you mean, clear away the demons? <laughs> well, we live in a sophisticated world, right? It's different here. We know the enemy's after us all. Clear away the gods, the little g gods. The little g gods that we're founding, are building upon. And that we're building upon. And that we're trusting in. As our foundation. Clear away the new arrivals. The new arrivals. You know, the next generation always thinks they're smarter than the one that came before. Hey, they needed to go to church more back then because they couldn't handle. They couldn't handle living life in this world like we can. They needed to pray more. They needed to fast more. They needed to be around people of faith more. But we found a new way. Put away the new arrivals. Isn't it true? The new arrivals that your father did not fear. Age to age, our God is still the same by the power of his name. Psalm 62, 1-2, my soul is quiet and waits for God alone. 
for he is the one who saves me. He alone is my rock and the one who saves me. He is my strong place. I will not be shaken. You know, the reality is I can stand here and testify today that I needed him then. And I need him now. And I'll need him then. He's the rock of ages. All ages are rock of ages. Let's stand here this morning. If you need to respond to the Lord in this place, step out of your seat today. Come to him today and surrender your life to him. Clear some earth away. And perhaps the Lord is touching on your heart right now. The Holy Spirit is touching on an area of life where there's too much surface, too much earth. And the Lord is saying today, clear away the earth. Clear away the surface things, whatever they represent today. That you might build upon the rock. That the rock might hold you. You may found everything upon the rock. And you might build right. Lord, we surrender to you today. I pray for each individual here, Lord. We know we represent homes and families. We make up a church, but Lord, as we read parables like this one, it's a call to the individual. And Lord, it says that each one must choose. God, there's a choice we have today as an individual. And I pray, Lord, that whatever obstacles we might face, whatever fears we might face right now in making a decision to clear away the surface things and to clear away the earth and to take all that we've built in this life and fit it to the rock, I pray, Lord, that by your grace and by your power, by your spirit, we would overcome those fears. Lord, we would make the right decision today. For these decisions do not only affect us, but they affect those we love, those you've given us, Lord. They affect not only us, but they affect the next generation. Lord, I pray that you would break, break that taste for new arrivals, that desire and that craving to serve new arrivals. Lord, that flesh in us that pines for something else. Lord, I pray that we would be a people that do not envy the wicked. As we look at all the sandcastles, Lord, and the founding upon the shifting sands in this age and in this world, I pray, Lord, that you would keep us. Keep our eyes, O oh Lord, that we do not envy the wicked. But God, that we, we stay obedient to the call to build upon rock, 
to toil and dig deep and build upon a rock foundation. And we thank you for your promise, Lord, that if we will do that, you'll hold us when the storms come and when the trials come and when the rains descend and when the floods come upon us, Lord, to shake us, to have us fall like a house of cards. If we're founded on the rock, we will not be shaken. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Would you just in this place this morning, in your own life, would you just begin to ascribe greatness to our God, the rock? Thank him for being faithful throughout all the ages. He was faithful throughout all the ages as we read in the Word of God, and He's been faithful now. He's been faithful in these past years. He's faithful today, and He'll be faithful in time to come. Lord, we ascribe greatness to the rock. We thank You. Thank You, Lord. Thank You for who You are. God, that You don't change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're a sure foundation, O oh Lord. Thank You, Jesus.